stereotypically, young people give too much trust on the front end. Stereotypically, older, more mature people never give trust once a little bit's been broken. We shouldn't use healing as an excuse to not forgive. Welcome to the Consultant of the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Josh. And you know what? This is a podcast for Christian leaders wanting to improve their personal and professional life. Josh and I, we have over 40 years of consulting, executive coaching experience. And today is all about, hey, do you want a stronger relationship? And what that looks like in business? Uh, what does it look like to have a happier, more fulfilling life? And we're going to dive into Dr. Henry Cloud's new book, Trust. Excellent. Absolutely. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. So where we're going with this. So Dr. Henry Cloud is a clinical psychologist, best-selling author, co-founder of uh, all sorts of stuff, leadership consulting firm. He's written over 20 books. Uh, we'll dial into that. His brand new book is Trust. But what's the devotion you have for today? Sure. Well, I mean, great thing about books like Dr. Clouds is that scriptures are easy to find uh, because he blends that in, even though it's um, an easy read, I think, for anybody who is or is not a Christian, but he certainly presents the biblical foundation to his thinking. Uh, give me a second just to bring it up for and, you. And while you're saying that, I like how you set a biblical foundation. We were, ha- before the podcast, we were just arguing over <laughs> Christian counseling versus cons- more like the American Psychological Association and certain things like that. Those listening to us, we're two Christians. If you really want to throw us in, we're you know, if there's ever a disagreement, what does Scripture say over it? But at the same time, we work in very public, secular companies. Yep, yep. So what's the, what's the devotion? Uh, so Dr. Cloud uses this, Proverbs 22, verses 3, verse 3, which I thought uh, was helpful for our conversation. Starting off today, especially on the book review podcast here, the a sensible person sees danger and takes cover, but the inexperienced keep going and are punished. Proverbs 22, verse 3. And I thought this was helpful because um, it's really easy and very possible to, you know, blindly trust people. Um, But really, we shouldn't be surprised then when we face and suffer consequences because of that. Um, And I think there's also, as we'll talk about today, you know, it's possible to not trust enough, too, is to really have too too limited in our trust, as we'll see both. But I thought this was helpful. Just a reminder that we should be prudent in the way we um, provide trust. And I really like the framework we'll talk about in terms of how, how we go about trusting people. And so when you say trust, mm-hmm. trust is way deeper than just a one word. Do you trust someone? Mm-hmm. And I, when I, when I absolutely love Dr. Cloud, he's been very influential in, in my Christian uh, business life and teaching me a lot of things. Because I think when we say it, it, you think it's real simple. Do I trust someone or not? Mm-hmm. The answer is simple, yes or no, but there are elements of trust. And if Mm -hmm. we don't understand all five elements, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we don't have great trust. Mm -hmm. I can say, I thoroughly trust uh, my plumber friend, and he's the greatest Christian man in the world, and his yes is always yes, or no is no. And But if he's not good at plumbing, I'm not going to trust him with my septic system or because there are multiple aspects of trust or you may trust him as a plumber but you maybe wouldn't trust him with your roof absolutely Absolutely. right even if he's a great plumber right yeah so jumping into so the way we do our podcast is you know hey we're going to do spend three episodes going over trust first is this is the book review we're just going to kind of go over this is what the book trust is about then we're going to apply it to business. 
then we're going to apply it to our personal mm-hmm. personal life. So, in the overview of trust, you know, you can you can think, well, where have I had a breakdown of trust? So either think of church relationships, personal relationships, friendships, business trust, you name it. When something breaks down, Dr. Cloud says there's a number of ways this happens. It could be communication problems. It can be jealousy. You know, when people don't trust their partners, they become jealous. And you can say, well, we agree on everything. But if there's jealousy, that can break down trust. It can be, uh, show up in resentment. Um, it can show up in avoidance. Um, or if there's a breakup, you see this in church breakups, personal breakups, business breakups. Uh, so there are a lot of different ways that Dr. Cloud basically defines a break in trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's not as simple as, you know, moral characters we'll talk about, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. the, you know, and um, <clears throat> yeah, there's several business relationships that I've had go awry and, and, and it's easy now to look back in the framework like this so we can talk about different examples where, oh, okay, now I see trust-wise where things went wrong. Mm-hmm. Either. And I don't know if we've done a podcast on this book yet, but one a really famous business book is Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And if there's ever, if you ever pay a high-end consultant, and one of the very first things they look at is, is there trust in an organization? Mm-hmm. And if there's not a base level of trust, I don't care how high-performing you think your organization is, it's not as high as it can be. Mm-hmm. Trust is the base level of every single organization, and even marriage and friendship. Can I truly trust someone? And without that, it's not going to be high performing. Yeah, and no, I think in a lot of companies, you'll see, you know, they go go awry because things go. I think one of the base issues of trust um, is is motive, mm-hmm. right? And it's, there's understanding, but then there's really motive. And I think a lot of these toxic cultures, you know, people spin into these, you know, very self-centered uh, motives, right? And, and usually it's whether true or perceived starts at the top, really starts from the CEO and the mm-hmm. C-suite. And that sort of infects the entire sort of the organization. Um, and when everyone starts to begin to perceive the motive is about, those individuals as opposed to the collective it spins out of control real fast and it just is a kind of a perpetuating cycle of dysfunction Mm -hmm. yeah so let's say you know what what i liked about this book trust by dr henry cloud is let's say trust has been broken Mm -hmm. and if trust is broken that's determined by the actual individual so if you think trust has been broken, it has. Mm-hmm. Now we can talk to what degree and how big that trust is. Mm-hmm. But let's say either um, someone's cheated from you, lied to you, mm-hmm. uh, however it is. We also right now everyone's thinking of a time that trust has been broken. He starts in how do you heal? So there's two aspects. There's the healing from trust, but then also how do you regain trust? And the number one thing that I loved in for us to regain trust after it's been broken is he says you have to heal from it first. You cannot learn to walk again if you have a broken leg currently. And I think this is where some people say, well, just forget it and move on or forgive and move on. No, you actually have to heal from it. Dr. Cloud understands this. And part of my uh, problem with other people who will like, just, just, just move on. If you have a broken leg, you can't start walking again until right, you heal right, from it. Right. I mean, you can, but it's going to get worse. Yeah, and I think that, well, and that's, and that's what I like about this, this book is I think to heal, this book provides um, several, uh, several words in its framework because I think one of the key, maybe this is a human 
nature piece. But to heal, I think we have to understand why. And to understand why, we have to understand what about trust was broken, right? In some cases, it's obvious, right? When it's an issue of adultery mm-hmm. between a man and woman in marriage, then it's kind of easy with the trust issue. But when it's these more nuanced business relationships where, quote-unquote, trust oh, is yeah. broken, I think what I like about his five-piece essentials of trust is it allows you to go back and at least identify what aspect of trust was the problem so that you can at least when you have to go re- in many of these business relationships you have to rebuild trust you can't just move on oh, absolutely and we'll talk about that too when you move on but assuming you have to go back and keep working with this individual or this other partner or this company um you know then how do you rebuild that trust first you have to not just heal but to heal you have to understand why the trust was broken so in a case such as a broken leg it's really easy you have a broken leg mm-hmm. it needs to heal the bone needs to mend itself so right. it's not fractured right. anymore now when there is a broken trust especially something major god has made us with emotions we all have emotions we saw this with jesus jesus wept jesus got angry in the temple jesus had lots of joy in his life as well too so god has given us all emotions and one of the things that we've learned for people who have been betrayed there is almost i i see people they either go thoroughly emotional or they go thoroughly intellectual and the answer is actually both and to heal from trust and one of the things dr cloud says is you have to feel the emotions if you have someone steal from you you can't just say okay i'll you know whatever the uh, restitution is. I would say, and I've seen this in my coaching clients, if they don't feel the betrayal uh, to whatever degree it's happened, mm-hmm. they will not thoroughly heal from it in the long run. And I've come into people, they, 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 they could tell you everything that went wrong and the solution, and they're still not emotionally healed from it because they have not gone through all the emotions that one needs to feel if someone's told a lie. And you're saying because they didn't allow themselves to feel the painful emotions Correct. of the betrayal. Correct. Right? Not that they weren't betrayed, but they didn't allow themselves to enter into the space of hurt. Absolutely. So l- let me give you an example. My grandmother passed away last year or earlier this year. And having known this, uh, I wept. I just like ugly cried when, uh, A, when she passed away, but afterwards, uh, even months after, as I would just think of just wonderful, wonderful memories I had of my grandmother, who indirectly led me to Christ, who modeled what a healthy Christian woman looks like, and but I had to feel those emotions. Now, six months after her death, I feel I am actually really... Uh, I've kind of gone through a lot of the stages of the grief because I felt it. And I see this with, if someone hasn't thoroughly grieved something, they'll try, and then they don't move on from it. They Mm -hmm. don't move. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to learn how to walk. I want to go to physical therapy, even though I still have a broken leg. The physical therapist would say, I can't teach you to walk again until that heals. And it has to be emotionally healed first emotionally Mm -hmm. and physically Mm -hmm. and then move on so this is why dr klaus says hey number one is heal from what happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the next thing he says is so number one heal from it number two move beyond anger and revenge and turn towards forgiveness love this what do you think about that yeah i guess 
Yes, I think what I, the one thing I was going to ask you about is is how do you how do you reconcile those things with kind of the biblical mandate to forgive, and how do we how mm. do we how do forgiveness and healing play together, right? Because at the same time, you know, when Jesus says, you know, when someone does you wrong, you should forgive them. He didn't say go heal for a bit and then forgive them, right? Absolutely. So how do those two things play together in your head? How do you how do we biblically re- re- keep in, in kind of tension, maybe the need to forgive and forgive rather quickly. Jesus never allowed oh, for you know, six months to heal before you forgive mm-hmm. someone. Said forgive them right now. And Jesus didn't say, "Oh, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna let you suffer for a bit before I forgive you." You know, <laughs> and so you, you know d- the Lord's prayer says, "Forgive right away." It doesn't talk about healing. No, so how do we reconcile forgive. those two things? Yeah, we we do need to forgive right away. But you jumped into the Doctor Cloud's last five points, which we'll get to after we go through the first five steps of healing. <laughs> So, you know, as a great consultant, you're like, what's the end? And I'll say, hey, Josh, we need to go through the five points to, you know, how do we heal from this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to forgive. The sooner, the the sooner, the better. And, you you know, you you allude to reconciliation as well, too. What does reconciliation look like in establishing? Well, you may, yeah, you may not, you you know, you may have to forgive and not reconcile. I recognize that. I think there's just what I want to call out is, is we shouldn't. I think what I was reading when I read that part was we shouldn't use healing as an excuse to not forgive. Oh, absolutely. Right away, right, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Now, obviously, it's easier said than done. And I'm not saying we have to always forgive, but the, but just not lose sight of the biblical mandate is to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, we're, we're to forgive as soon as we possibly can. Yeah. I have found things and people, especially ones that big, massive wrongs, it takes me a number of times forgiving them. Oh sure. Oh, and even when you think you've forgiven, you got to forgive again, again, right, and again, mm-hmm. and or the wrong that that happened once occurs again and again when it's in business or family relationships that you don't really have an ability to get out of. <laughs> so the third thing that Doctor Cloud gets into, and I like this a lot, is he would say the third step is to ponder what you really want, and and in terms of like if there's forgiveness of trust that needs to happen, we also need to say okay, let's say we have a disagreement. Mm-hmm. You need to be honest with yourself and say, hey, Eric, what do I actually want with this? Or I need to say, hey, what do I want? Because you can say, oh, we're, we're going to forgive each other. But if there's a large disagreement, um, we at least have to own, hey, Josh wants this. Eric wants this. You, we can't thoroughly trust each other if our end goals are not aligned. Mm-hmm. And you see this... Uh, I'm trying to come up with a example all of a sudden off the top of my head. But if I say, um, I don't know, let's forgive each other, but I still want strawberry ice cream and you want chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, well, I mean, what, it, what are we going towards? Yeah, I mean, I could give you an, an example. I think um, during COVID... There was, uh, interestingly, obviously, it shifted the dynamics of working relationships and whatnot. And um, and I had a I had a client I was working with, uh, weight loss surgeon who mm-hmm. had a lot of great ideas around building more comprehensive weight loss services and solutions beyond just surgery. Even though he had some really innovative surgical techniques, he'd actually helped to craft for himself and for the market and for research purposes. Um, and you know, it was on board with him. And helping him build a lot of interesting solutions. Obviously, COVID happened. Surgeries were shut down. He was not at the point yet where we built any revenue lines elsewhere. So that was his only source of revenue. Um, and then there was um, 
and then so we basically built uh, a digital weight loss solution that enabled him to begin to build and practice uh, digitally, right? Mm-hmm. Telehealth, whatnot, um, kind of a monthly fee serviced uh, solution, which he'd imagined doing anyways, but COVID sort of forced us to accelerate that. Uh, we helped to develop a retail model that would allow him to begin building up physical stores and searching for uh, locations. We also built out, uh, actually built in a, brought in a medical device partner to help, where he could actually use his expertise to test their product and earn some some income that way. Um, and through that whole process, you know, there was a number of issues trust-wise in terms of invoices were getting backlogged. I wasn't getting paid for a while and it was fine because it was COVID and he was, you know, continued to tell me we were going to pay the bills and it would be fine. Um, and then he got into a lawsuit <laughs> and then he came out of the lawsuit and got a big payout from the lawsuit and still he didn't pay his bills. And I think, you know, once we kind of got on the back end of this and, and we got a lot of experience working together, it became very clear that, you know, his original goals or ideas and, and where I was hoping to go with, I think, the business, but it was not my business, but also what I thought was possible and most effective for me, we were able to reevaluate, ponder, mm-hmm. what did we really need from each other? And it wasn't, it was clear that it wasn't a good yeah. working relationship. And so anymore. what you're saying is what you wanted was different than what he wanted. Which was fine. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we parted ways at that point mm-hmm. and it was fine. And it was, it was. And that leads it was, perfectly yeah. into mm-hmm. the fourth point. Yeah. Figure out if reconciliation is available. Mm-hmm. And you came to the conclusion, no, it's not. Yeah. Well, and reconciliation in the sense of keep keep the business relationship going. No. No. Could I call him and talk to him about something? And yeah, you know, would he take my call? No. I think he would. You and know? this is so. a different relationship. You know, yeah. I'm not going to call my plumber for counseling advice. I'm right, not going right, to call right. my plumber for how do I run my other business. My plumber is going to say, hey, this is the best way to handle your septic system. Right. But so yeah, the third thing is ponder what you want according to Doctor Cloud. Number four. Figure out if reconciliation is available. And last, determine if trust is an option. I've had several times where it's been really fascinating. I've gone through all the issues with someone I've had an agreement or a disagreement with. And we're on the same page with everything. But Dr. Cloud says, fifth, determine if trust is an option. There might have been some breach of trust and we'll get into the you know what it takes to rebuild trust. Sometimes it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's not. I someone will say I could never trust so and so again. Okay, even if you have all the same beliefs, trust is not an option because one of the two parties does not want to move forward. So this is where I, you know we can forgive someone, but we might not be able to have that future relationship because just frankly, trust is not an option. Yeah. No, they just you don't believe you can ever have that same level of trustworthiness again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I love about Doctor Cloud's framework is that hey, you have to start with these five. Is it possible to regain trust? Then in the book he gets into okay, if you say hey, Josh, we're going to move towards trust. We're going to re- repair broken trust, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He gives us five great things. First is understanding, and you said okay. In your example, uh, we did not have the understanding, but let's say you guys were on the same page. Great, you guys can move forward to the next step. Yeah. So after understanding comes motive. Uh, when you think of motive, what do you think of? You know, I really like the motive one because it ties in with a lot of the work I've done in my career around uh, product market fit. Mm-hmm. Because to do good product market fit is really to understand, really step into the pain of a customer or potential customer and deeply understand that pain, mm-hmm. right? 
And to really build good business is really to solve pain for other people, right? Real, you know, real pain, imagine pain, process pain, expense pain, you know, whatever these pains are, right? And so I like motive because it really reminds us that to build trust, it's not about ourselves, but it's about not only learning what someone else's pain is, but stepping into it such that they understand your motive is for their pain and solving that, not for yourself. Now, obviously, there's a selfish motive if it's business, but either way, in some capacity, you are willing to step into their pain, experience that pain on their behalf, carry that pain for them in some way. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, your business is then to figure out how to do that less painfully than theirs experiencing. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and to help my customers out. Right, right, right. So I, I like the motive yeah. piece because it reminds me a lot of just what product market fit is all about. Now, third is, so we have understanding, we have motive. Third is ability. Mm-hmm. Does someone have the ability to regain trust? Right. And this would be, uh, you coach baseball, I coach track and cross country, but let's just say I give you an athlete that has no hand-eye coordination whatsever. <laughs> they could not, but the way that My their brain is, this year. <laughs> they're young, they have a chance. I know they do. But let's say someone's old with no coordination, yeah. but they have the motive to be a great baseball player, but no ability. What do you do with them? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Can you make them in the next Ken Griffey Jr.? Well, I mean, hand-eye coordination, you know, that can come with practice, so it's hard to say right off the bat, you know. it's, it's, it's Now, yeah. we're talking someone you, you've tried. It's oh, not coming. You're not coming? Not coming. Oh, I mean, you know, you can you can encourage them to consider other opportunities in their life. <laughs> Which means true trust is not available. Well, and so mean, ability has to be there. Yeah, I mean, trust in the sense of um, do, you, do you trust them to, to be, you know, when you have to turn to somebody in that moment of a, of a game, right, in the moment of competition, right? Then no, you don't turn to them because they haven't built, they haven't shown the ability, mm-hmm. right, to do whatever you need them to do, right. You don't put them in, you know, you don't, you don't take your best long distance runner mm-hmm. and throw them in the hundred meter race. Same oh, thing, absolutely. right? They show a great endurance ability. They don't have speed ability. They right? have to have, and I, I great business example we'll talk about in the next podcast that answers that question that I'm kind of alluding to. Yeah. The fourth thing that Doctor Cloud talks about is character. So you can have all of this, but we mm-hmm. all know that person. The character's not there. Their yeah. yes is not a mm-hmm. yes. Their no is not a no. And they drive me crazy because they have the understanding, they have the motive, they have the ability, and yet I can't trust them. And when I say I can't trust them, I can't trust their character. Right. Right. So character has to be there as well too. Yeah. And this is what I love about the book. It's not just can you trust someone. When you say can I trust someone, it's not. That simple is their understanding, is their motive, is their ability, is their character. And the fifth one is track record. If I say, hey, Josh, I have made a mistake in handling the business's finances or something major where there has been broken trust and you're not sure if you can trust me or not. thing I like about, let's say, Dave Ramsey's uh, baby steps is if someone is having financial problems, he doesn't just say, okay, now let's fund your 401k and do everything perfectly. He's like, no, step one is get an emergency fund of $1,000. Very simple. He understands you start with a track record and mm-hmm. then you go to paying off your debt. So he, and then you go to the third. What's a track record? Can you determine to trust someone or not? Sure. I guess here's the question I had about that. I was trying to differentiate between ability and track record. Mm-hmm. Right? Because one leads to the other. Oh, they do. And you but, need both. But what if you don't have a track record? You start a track record. Right. You start somewhere. But you got to start. So, so the hard part, that track record and ability, mm-hmm. just just noting for the people listening, is 
those aren't as I don't think they're as concrete always. They, as they he made pl- them sound in the they book. play together. They do. That's all and I'm so pointing let, out. Let, is they play together. On, to be let, careful. Let's pick on my 15 year old daughter right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. She has her driver's permit. I think she has lots of ability. Very little track record driving a car yet. Right. Her very first car she's going to get. We have this old beat up Volvo. Why is it an old beat up Volvo? I don't thoroughly trust her yet. So I figured if I if she crashes the Volvo, she's at least going to be safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand she does not have a track record. Now, I might be willing to buy her a slightly nicer car after a nice couple year track record of no speeding tickets, driving responsibly. But the first car is going to be a beat up Volvo where if she crashes it, okay, brought a couple thousand dollars. Right. Look at So you, you need to have both. And this is what I yeah. love about Cloud is he, understanding motive ability, character, and track record is what's needed to heal broken trust. Well, and, and what I like about, you know, what he talked about, and I think is we're thinking about ability and track record, um, while you shouldn't forget the negative track record, you certainly have to go back to, okay, does someone have the ability? If I'm forgiving them, I'm effectively choosing to put aside for a moment the negative track record. Mm-hmm. Right, not forgetting it entirely. No, but I'm choosing to forgive, forgive, mm-hmm. and then what I have to do is not return to the same level of trust and ability, or excuse me, as a rel- relative to the track record beforehand. But it's saying, okay, now I'm actually going to bring my trust level down here. I'm going to treat this person mm-hmm. in this relationship like a 15 year old with a car. Absolutely. I'm going to see that they. St- I'm going to say, okay, they still have the ability I thought they had before, but they have this some negative stuff we've forgiven. And I think what we then do is we have to then set. The, we have to give them that beat up car and allow them to rebuild with transparency. And the things mm-hmm. we can talk about later on. I think this track record that didn't exist before. Right. I think that. I think that's. I think that's way to think about it. Right. Is, 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 is they're rebuilding a new track record. Mm-hmm. And just be honest with them. Like, hey. We're going to kind of go through some very basic stuff to rebuild. And your track what record. I see in a lot of people jumping into the coaching realm is I think sometimes, typically, stereotypically, young people give too much trust on the front end. Mm-hmm. Stereotypically, older, more mature people never give trust once a little bit's been broken. So, you know, there's established <laughs> the track record. I we just all... had that conversation with a very stern conversation with someone else recently. Maybe I'm getting old. And uh, and <laughs> you are getting old, but we won't talk about the receding hairline. But hey. next, oh, sorry. Next mm-hmm. is business application. And you have a lot to say about business application. That's the next podcast. How, hey, how do we use what Dr. Cloud has written in the book, Trust, as we apply it to our businesses? So, um, you know, we'll talk, how can trust help build stronger relationships with your customers, employees, partners? And then what do you do when it's been broken? What's next? But in the meantime, we're at a, whatever platform you're listening to us on, do us a favor. Uh, respond to a comment that you might see in something. Someone on yesterday's comment said, I look like John Cena. I didn't realize John Cena had a podcast. That I've was yesterday's always comment. always known you look like John Cena. You didn't know that? I did not know I've that. I've always thought you looked like John but Cena. But anyway. Minus the muscles. Leave us a comment or a, a review or for the software friend. It really helps other people find the podcast. But until then, you can also go to the consultantandthecoach.com. And next week, we chat about... Uh, business application of Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Trust. Until then. Mm